This podcast is brought to you by GG Poker. GG Poker won huge tournaments and hold the Guinness World Record for the largest prize pool for an online poker tournament. As the world's biggest online poker room, GG Poker are making poker fun again. GG Poker offers exciting game formats and software features that aren't available anywhere else. So why play anywhere else? Plus, if you're new to GG Poker, get £60 free play when you make your first deposit of £10 or more. Players must be 18 plus. Full terms and conditions apply. Please see ggpoker.co.uk for details. BeGambleAware.org. Please play responsibly. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Have you ever just thought to yourself, why me? Why is life so unfair? What do other people see? When they watch me walk by, when I catch my reflection, people run like I have a contagious infection. But it's not my mental health. I know that can be crushing. I'm talking about plaque psoriasis. Bet you didn't see that coming. I'm sick of the judgment, the discomfort and itching. Vitama cream is the once daily steroid-free treatment I know I've been missing. Vitama Tepinarov Cream 1% is a prescription topical treatment for adults with plaque psoriasis. Do not use if you're allergic to Vitama Cream. The most common side effects of Vitama Cream include red raised bumps around the hair pores, pain or swelling in the nose and throat, skin rash or irritation, including itching and redness, peeling, burning or stinging, headache, itching and flu. Tell your doctor about all the medicines you take and if you're pregnant or plan to be. Ask your doctor if Vitama Cream is right for you. You deserve more from your topical. To learn more, visit topicaluprising.com.
Welcome back to A Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes. Tonight I'm joined by Kevin McCluskey. Earlier on today I was joined by Kevin Graham and we were talking about that little bit between Christmas and New Year, Kev, where you're not quite sure what to do with yourself. And what Celtic have done tonight is gone to Easter Road and convincingly won 4-0. Loads of positives to take into the game against Rangers. In a nutshell, tell me your takeaways from that particular performance this evening. Um, I was completely impressed by everything, really, that we did tonight. Uh, we spoke about it at half-time, how I felt we kind of uh, dominated a lot of the first half. As much mm-hmm. as Hibs did have the chances, they were in the first five, ten minutes, and then uh, a few wee half-chances during the, the rest of the half. But for the majority of that first half, we were pretty dominant and in control and looked very comfortable on the ball and that we could kind of create chances at will. And the second half was just a continuation, really. It's followed pretty much the same pattern where Hibs have had the first big chance of the half. And then after that, excuse me, after that, it's just been it's been all Celtic. And we were so dominant of possession, so mm. comfortable in the ball, um, to the point where we've got the ball in defensive areas and we're playing wee triangles and doing things that, your head's telling you you shouldn't do. <laughs> but the players are so comfortable and confident in the ball that they're happy just to, to play passes in those areas. And it's it's coming off now, whereas before it maybe wasn't. So it was a very impressive and controlled performance. We've seen some really big performances tonight from guys like Aaron Moy. Mm-hmm. I thought he was incredible. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to highlight him because whenever I get asked about him when I'm on these shows, I've never... He's never been fully convinced. But today I thought he was excellent. Completely, he, he ran the show from the midfield every time he got the ball. He looked really, um, as I say, composed and he knew what he was doing. He was picking out passes. He's obviously got two goals. The second was a, a brilliant penalty, which is something that we kind of struggle with, finding that penalty kick taker. I thought it was an excellently taken penalty. And the whole performance from pretty much... First whistle to last was very controlled, very dominant. Gives you lots of confidence going into the next round of games. It definitely does. And at the beginning of the game, we're running through the team, Kevin, and we asked, would this be another shutout to add to the 33 that Joe Hart already had for Celtic? You said yes, and you were right. I'm you so were glad right. you mentioned that. So glad you mentioned that, because I've got a litany of false you know, <laughs> prophecies from my games that I've done and I've said, no, this is going to happen and it hasn't. And I finally called one right. So a broken clock can indeed be correct at least once a day. <laughs> I think that's key though. When you, when you think about um, the game that we were facing this evening, Kevin, going into that um, and not that long ago having such a horrible record at Easter Road and you know playing Hibs at Celtic Park fairly recently uh, and absolutely dismantling them but as as we said at half time we gave Hibs credit for the fact that the one of the reasons that we dismantled them is because they came out to play and I think they did that tonight but they did threaten in the first half to score a goal and we're sitting at half time saying at 2-0 um, whatever happens next whoever gets the next goal is going to be absolutely pivotal Celtic get the next goal and it turns into a really convincing game which could have 
finished 5-6-0 in the end. Now, Paddy Burns, Monday can't come quickly enough. We didn't focus on Monday for obvious reasons, either at 12.30 uh, this afternoon with Kevin Graham or indeed in the pre-match or halftime analysis shows that, that we did, Kevin. But it's now Monday that we look ahead to and we'll have a, a wee look back on the performance tonight. Uh, and I think you've already mentioned one person who, I don't know if it's because he's a... Uh, unfashionable signing um, there was a lot of people quite underwhelmed by Moy when he came to the club um, I, I've got to say every now and again we get it right I thought it was a really shrewd buy I didn't see any issue with bringing Moy to Celtic he's obviously gone away and had a excellent World Cup I thought he was superb over there um, and at least one of the games he was potentially the man of the match um, in the World Cup as well but he's the type of player, it would be easy to say, right, um, okay, so you bring in Juranovic, you bring Juranovic back, you put Hattati in the midfield, you drop Moy. That's not as easy after that performance, is it? It's not. It's really not. Um, when we signed Moy, I was of the opinion he was a good signing that uh, for the squad more than anything else. And he would be a player that would probably play more games than expected because he could come in and fill a couple of different roles I just hadn't seen him for me just really impressed up until now, there'd maybe been glimpses in games but he'd never really dominated games but the last couple since the World Cup he has come back and he's he is running games now for us he's, uh, his passing is just, I mean there was a pass he played in that second half um, I think he set up a chance for a badder uh, got a note of it somewhere, but it's a kind of cross field pass from like the halfway line mm-hmm. to edge eighteen yard box or something. Like that. And it's just it's the vision, it's the execution of the pass, it's everything that's there, it's spot on. And I've had the same thought during like when what happens at the on Monday because you'd think if Janovic is fit, he, he he will come back in and play. You would think, but then what happens in the midfield? Mm-hmm. Um, and my my only concern about Moy going into that game is does he have the legs to compete in the midfield in such a big game? Well, he might not need to have the legs as such because I think he's got it up here. He knows how to play the game. His positional yeah. sense is good. His, uh, his reading of the game, his passing, as I've said, is spot on. And he'll play the game in his head and he'll be ahead of the game. So I think if he plays in, on Monday and there's no reason to drop him form-wise then you've got to be more than happy with him going in in the, in the centre of the midfield. And maybe maybe if Yanovic comes in, it's O'Reilly is the one that drops out to me if Hatati back in the midfield. Interesting. It's a choice that's there. It's an option that's there now. And and that's a great place to be in. You say, you know, to actually have these options of what good player do we not play to let another good player play. You know, there's been moments this season where the, su- the very suggestion that you would maybe drop O'Reilly for a game against Rangers at Ibrox, the, new, the, the traditional New Year's Day game, albeit on the second, would be absurd. But because of the form of the players that we're talking about here, it, it may not be. Um, it will also be interesting to see if Juranovic is thrown back in. Obviously, he knows the fixture. Um, he's played at Ibrox. He's played very well at Ibrox. And I would have no real concerns with putting uh, Juranovic in. Um, but I, I don't want to rush anybody back, Kevin. And I think that, you know, the fact that Hatati um, has done so well there um, in, in the right-back position and Moy has done so well in the midfield, you know, filling in for Hatati, it really is one of those um, moments where when the team has announced it, 
11.30 or 11 o'clock on uh, Monday. It's going to be very interesting to see who starts the game. Now, Susan Finlay comes in. Welcome back to the show, Susan. Um, I agree with this, and we have mentioned it previously, and it will lead us on to um, some of the performances we've seen by Yakimakis against Rangers, I guess, as well. He got a better run out tonight, Kevin, did Yakimakis, but I do think that he is penalised far too often. Um, and, you know, when when you look at the games in Europe, which is the, the, the comparison that I tend to use because it's not domestic referees that you're up against, um, or I should be saying you are officiated by, but you're up against, he doesn't get penalised anywhere near the amount of times he does in domestic football. And it's so obvious to watch. Yeah. It is, and it's, that's the point I would make when it comes to that one. And people talk about the Scottish game being really physical, uh, and you get away with more. Certain players don't, because there's there are challenges that Jack and Marcus goes into that you just know it's a foul in the Scottish game, but he gets away with it in Europe, and you do have to ask you, ask the question why, <laughs> because if it's a more physical game in Scotland, he should get away with a lot more here than he does, um, and. You can see him getting frustrated tonight when he came on. There was a sliding tackle that he's put in about five or six minutes after he's come on and he wins the ball. But because it's a kind of a forceful challenge and the boys slid through and gone, gone down afterwards as well, the free kick's given. And there's another one where it's a cross that comes into the box. I think it's from a corner. And it's just two boys that are jostling for it. So if, if, if there's a foul, it's a foul by both players, surely, with what's going on. And it gets given against Jack Yamakis. And it's every time. It's every time. Um, you know, I don't want to delve into my inner Lawrence here and pull out the agenda card here, but there must be something there because it's it's every single time. Yeah, and again tonight, because it's been all about the performance of Celtic, it's been about the performance of players who at certain times this season have either been written off or criticised, i.e. Maeda Moy, who have played a massive part in the victory tonight. So, yeah, you don't want to labour the fact, but, you know, it is it is so obvious, it's blindingly obvious that uh, Yakimakis, you know, if it's a 50-50 between him and a centre-and-a-half, Yakimakis has been penalised time and time again. Um, IH Decorating comes in. Great to have you back on the show, commenting on YouTube. Great performance says IH Decorate Endura uh, right back on Monday and Calmac Rio Moy in the midfield. We're going into a game that, you know, if we win the game on Monday, Kevin, you know, you're you're entering the new year twelve points ahead, your near nearest challengers. Then there's like a, a gulf between second and third. And um we're talking about, you know, not playing O'Reilly. But it doesn't seem like absurd. I mean, IH Decorating is making a point that you'd already made. It does not seem absurd that if you bring in Juranovic back into the right-back position, a player who um, is with a team who just finished third at the World Cup, so yeah, you probably will play him rather than playing some mm-hmm. doubted position at right-back. Um, but one of the players who I think has been over the piece phenomenal since he signed for Celtic in January of this year could well find himself dropped um, that's going to be very interesting when it comes through. That's going to be a big talking point in the pre-match for sure. And I think it really is a, a measure of just how well Aaron Moy has done, and in particular since coming back from the World Cup as well. Um, fantastic. And I remember we did a show um, when the Australian squad was announced, Moy in, uh, Roger out. 
And the, again, it's an incredible scenario to to imagine a fan's favourite like Tommy Rogic not making it into the Australian squad. I know he's he's turning it round form wise with West Brom. Um, and what we got, I think, with Moy is we've got certain elements he beat on, certain elements of Rogic's play, and we're now seeing that coming together. And we're seeing the benefit. Uh, his experience as well Kevin David Boyle brilliant yeah. performance tonight it's... Moy was a standout mm-hmm. Moy's getting all the love tonight Kevin well, he is indeed and he deserves it from that performance um, and it's it's that last point that you made is was the reason why I thought he would be a good signing for us uh, as a a squad midfield player because he's he's not going to be the most athletic and energetic player in the midfield we know that but he can with his experience sit deep and do the beat on side of things and he's got that uh, killer pass that he can play and a decent shot and a decent finishing that he can do, the Tommy Rogic. But again, he's not going to have the, the twinkle toes that Rogic had to get past players, but he gets past players in a, a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's basically two players in one. He's not, he's probably not a, a star in any position, but he's good enough in a couple that he becomes a really valuable, invaluable player to have in your squad if you want to go and play as many games as we want to play and win the trophies that we want to play you need players like him that can come in and just dig the team out every now and again and you know if he, if he does play on Monday there's there shouldn't really be any qualms about that and if it is at the expense of somebody like Matt O'Reilly again you, you then just look at the bench and go what a player to come off the bench sure. if we need him mm. you know it's, it's, it's that kind of thing it's that kind of psychological element as well that can play a major part in these games you know, we look to the bench where half an hour to go and needing someone to come in and change it. And it's Matt O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. It's that energy, it's that dynamism that's those killer three passes that he can play. And if you're the opposition defence looking at that, you're bound to just shrink a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting how Moy, as I say, was kind of unglamorous, I think. Um, some people mm-hmm. felt it was an underwhelming signing. Uh, but he's contributing, Kevin, and he's contributing in such a way that we are now talking about him starting the game against Rangers on Monday. And the the flip side of that is certain players within the squad, like James McCarthy, um, Edigucci, uh, and also Abelgar, who are not contributing. And, and, you know, Moy is doing more than all those three players combined uh, this season. So it is, it's, you know, th- there's no exact science to football, is there? But you, th- you do get the sense that if you really are um, putting the shifts in in training, and you are approaching every sh- every single session uh, with the right attitude, then you're going to be on the right side of hands. You know, Moy looks like a very a player with you know low maintenance. I, I call them low maintenance mm-hmm. players. He's never going to be chapping on your door if he's on the bench for three or four weeks. But as soon as you bring him in, he's going to do the job. And I think that's the best performance we've seen by him. The reason I'm keeping this. Um, up this comment up by David Boyle as he goes on to say great to see Rocco making his debut hail hail and you know there's been a lot of talk this week about Ben Doak because he's made his uh, premiership debut for Liverpool was it against Aston Villa wasn't it um, uh, yeah it was uh, right so he's 17 now we know that he had played in the is it the Carabao Cup that they call it in there and you know his progression since he signed for Liverpool has been quite astonishing if you look at you know his movement through the age groups right up into the first team and you know we have bemoaned the amount of talent that has kind of like trickled through our fingers in recent times Kevin uh, and Rocco Vata was one that I was really concerned about because he is quite clearly the next in a line 
of excellent talents coming out of the academy, uh, many or most of whom in the last, let's say, three or four years, we've not been able to to keep a hold of. And Vata was the one that I thought we really, really need to nurture this talent. He's 17 years of age. How is it going to look, you know, th- this transition from B team um, to the top side and he gets his debut tonight? Um, I mean, the interesting thing is, obviously, I remember Rudy Vata. I love Rudy Vata. Rudy Vata is, a, you know, the epitome of a cult a self. Cult, you know, isn't he? he really is. He yeah. really is. And, you know, back in the day when uh, Kevin Graham and I used to do Axom and it was a, it was a, an audio podcast, we did, a, a, we did an interview with, with Rudy Vata. So check it out on the YouTube channel. Just go to the, obviously, the search facility on our page and type in Rudy Vata. It's brilliant. And, you know, he taps into his backstory, Kevin, where he's playing for Albania under-21s against France, away from home. And as soon as the final whistle goes, him and I think another two Albanian players run up the tunnel, right, um, with their back, still with their kit on, take their, their football boots off, put their trainers on, and go straight to the police station in France, right, and seek asylum in the police station. They're then, you know, for the next couple of years, as a as a story of you know incredible mental fortitude in, in the part of Rudy Vata, who's fleeing Albania at this stage. He ends up playing kind of lower division football in France, Kevin, and um, Albania still representing Albania, who play a game against uh, Ireland. Liam Brady sees him playing and brings him over for a trial. And, it, you know, he signed on the same day as uh, Stuart Slater and Andy Payton. Um, and it becomes, you know, we, we kind of take him into our hearts. It becomes a, a cult celt. Uh, it still is to this day. But he wore that original away strip, did Rudy. Um, you'll remember, right. right? So you'll remember games against Kilmarnock away from home, for example. Um, and then his son makes he's, his debut he's the tonight. I think of. He's- it's the player I think of. Is I think it? The original one. Uh-huh. It's 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 Vata and John Collins for some reason. I'm not even sure if Collins would have worn it, but uh-huh. always Vata. And obviously Vata's got his cult status with that free kick he scored in the Hamden season. And the celebration. The, the celebration, yes. they, running away doing Aye, that. the little twirly yep. thing. Aye. But I'll tell you, you know, Rudy Vata is a very shrewd, shrewd character, and um, he's worked in. Uh, he's he's been an agent. He's played f- his football all over the world, including Japan. Um, and I think that when when you see Rocco and you see the way that he's progressed through the the, the academy system, um, you just you just wanted him to be involved in the first team. You wanted him to make his debut. You wanted that progression to take place because. There's been some rumours that that clubs are interested, and you're not surprised because you know when when players are leaving Celtic for Man City, Blackburn, um, Bayern Munich, Liverpool, a couple of players have gone to Liverpool. You start getting a bit worried, and and I'm just delighted that Vata came on. He didn't look out of place, and then again you ask yourself the question. I know that Ben Doak was on the bench in the the now famous three nothing game in February. You know, do we dare to dream that Vata might be on the bench on Monday? Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. So why not? Why not? And 
what we get was it eight, nine subs you get to pick now and five come on, so why not? It's not like in the old days when you had three or moved to the five subs and you'd, everyone would be a kind of a tactical decision as to who would go on. I think you can afford to stick them on the bench. You go there with the confidence that we're going to win the game and then he gets to experience that and if he's lucky enough, he gets in the park for the last five, ten minutes or whatever, which would be great for his development to get on in that kind of game. And you really hope that that is the case because we have seen too many good young players go. Um, too many players have got kind of big potential about them. Don't know if any of them will, will make it and live up to their potential, but it is the kind of clubs that they're going to. Is it, is it Morrison and Hepburn that both went to uh, Bayern Munich? Yeah. And that's insane that we've got players that are coming through that are good enough to go and play, mm-hmm. even at youth level, for Bayern Munich because they won't take in just anyone. And it's the same going down to Man City's or Liverpool's or wherever. We've got to find the pathway to get them in these young boys into the team mm-hmm. uh, a lot quicker. I think with Doak, we were actually doing the right thing and he was he was destined to have his chance at Celtic if he'd stayed. But then, I don't know, you've got the lure of Liverpool. It's a, it's a massive club and it's probably a massive wage packet that he's getting down there as well that we can't match. So there needs to be something... There needs to be some some work done where we're able to bridge that gap. Be it that we have some sort of real feeder club that boys can go to for a year or two and you go do well here in a competitive environment, yeah. which isn't the Lowland League, and you become a first-team squad player at Celtic. Or, yeah, from 17, 18, 19, you will get X amount of minutes if you deserve it. Uh, and then it's up to you as the player. But we need to have the confidence and the faith in them to actually give them the minutes. And it's if you've got one criticism of Ange about anything, it is the fact that he hasn't given enough minutes to young boys like Doak and then Vata and Lawal and players like that, where you just think if we're really showing them that that the good performances at the level they're playing at will get them in the first team, then there's, there's a bigger chance that they'll stay. Yeah, there is. I think uh, Doak was a kind of legacy issue for Angie. He walked into that one and done everything he could, you know, to try and entice so. him to stay, you know. Um, yeah, gave him I mean, a he, got, games. he got minutes against Rangers, he got minutes against Dundee United and he was mm-hmm. coming on and he was looking really good. And the hype from the Celtic fans was positive about him as well. Yeah. So, you know, the feeling was we all wanted him to stay, but that was probably one where... I don't know, I don't know if his chance came too late because we couldn't really have played him much earlier than we did. No, because he was no. still 16, I think, when he made his debut. So with that one, I think there's a bit of probably head being turned by money. There's a bit of that. The there's a bit of that. The club that he's gone to. Yeah. But then, yeah, I, I don't know what went on in the background beforehand. If he was, if he was never promised that he was going to get the chance at Celtic. And I think and that's what we've got to get better at: is just promising players and then following through and giving them the chance. We didn't do it with Dembele either. So there's there's something that needs to change. But uh, yeah, if if Vata's on the bench on Monday and we're winning, bring him on. Oh. Give him five or ten minutes. Just give him, give him that, give him those, those Jack Amakis minutes. And if he scores the goal, the, 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 I, w- I want him to do that like his dad did at Hamden. <sighs> you know. But you mentioned there Dembele. Yeah, he Unreal. he's part of that. As is Leo Held and uh, Flex and Cameron Harper. There's loads of them. Um, a wee interesting fact here actually about Martin Doak. 
um, who is the granddad of, of Ben Doak. And if we've got any of our Australian listeners, I don't think we will because of the time of the game tonight, any of our Australian listeners um, who can check this for us, it would be tremendous because the grandfather of Ben Doak played for Greenock Morton. Um, but he spent a season in Australia, 1989-90, where he played for West Adelaide Hellas, which were one of um, the Greek community clubs in the Australian League. Another one of the Greek community clubs, of course, were Antiposta Coggles, South Melbourne Hellas, who finished second in the league. And Ben Doak's granddad's team finished second bottom. Imagine there was that picture, uh, Antiposta Coggles and, and Martin Doak playing football back in 1989-90. There probably is. Um, but there you go. And Aero 250 comes in. Can see we're miles ahead of any team in the SPFL. What a side. Let's have a look at the table, actually, because Celtic are still nine points ahead. We are the informed side. Um, Rangers have had a bit of form in their last four league games. Um, and then after that, we've got Hearts, followed by Aberdeen, who whose season seemed to be falling off a cliff at the moment. If you look at the, the scores tonight, Aberdeen were beating 2-1 at Kilmarnock Dundee United uh, beat Ross County to finally get off the foot of the table as well Kevin Livy and St Mirren drew one each Rangers beat Motherwell 3-0 St Johnston were beating 3-2 by Hearts and of course Celtic beat Hibs 4-0 at Easter Road. Thanks everybody for coming in with your comments. Um, it's always an absolute pleasure to see the, the names new and old coming up. We've got Vincey 3 well done. Excellent to a man. After a shaky first five minutes, the boys bossed the game. I'm delighted. We are all delighted. And then what we've got Kev, to look forward to is the celebrations for the new year, followed by the game on the second. Um, FS, the bigger picture is important at this year end. We are significantly improved. Well done Ange and Michael Nicholson. That's been a huge part of it. We know that. I mean, with regards to the uh, recruitment, uh, I don't know if the policies changed. I just think we've done it better. Uh, Brian Degnan is a great advocate of that. And there was uh, a few comments coming in earlier about some of the bad signings that Ange has made. I'm sorry, I just can't focus on that when you look at the absolute wealth of brilliant signings that were made. All for a snip, really. Um, I mean, I know that the the marquee-type signings of Jota and Carter Vickers were expensive. Kevin, you've then got Kyogo and Starfelt coming in for four to five million. Every other player, Zhiranovic, 2.7. Every other player is under two million quid. You know, you've got Hattati boss in games, you've got O'Reilly, who's who's been tremendous. I mean, we're talking about dropping him for uh, Monday's game, but he's been brilliant over the piece. And, and the new signings, um, we've got two players coming in from Japan uh, for a combined cost of 860 grand. So yes, Ange and Michael Nicholson have worked absolute wonders in a very, very short space of time, Kev. They have, and it's, it's, you know, it's something we do talk about a lot, but probably not often enough, is just how good the recruitment's been. Um, because we, we made a lot of poor signings in the, the five, six, seven seasons before Ange came in. I think there was quite a lot of the kind of project-type signings, and that's... That's a definite change. We've moved away from that. Every signing that Ange makes, you can see where he's going to fit into the team. Maybe there was a couple at the beginning, and I'll say like McCarthy being one of them, maybe couldn't see exactly where he was going to fit in to Ange's style of play. But even there, there were certain games last season where he came in and he just used his experience to guide us through the last kind of closing stages of games. I'm struggling to think of who the poor signings are. 
because I think even McCarthy's played his part at times. He's been kept out of the team, rightly so, by players that are just better than him. Yeah. Edeguchi, would you say he's been a poor signing? Has he had a bad game? You can't say. He's only played about 10 minutes for us. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's, I he hasn't played enough football to be judged on. Um, so, and that's from someone that's not in the know. The only reason I can say for that is that it's because the players that are in the team have kept him out of the team. So, Angie's signings have been good. Uh, I Edeguchi doesn't get... He doesn't get in because he, he, he's had his injury at Alawa. He's been kept out with that. And it's really difficult to force your way into that midfield. Mm-hmm. And in the moments that he has had, he's looked okay. He's looked decent, but not quite good enough. He's a player who probably needs five or six games in the team to show what he can do, and he's just not going to get that. So that's that, that's that's his issue. But everyone else, I'm struggling to think of who else would actually be a poor signing because I think everyone else that's come in has come in and, and done a job. And it might not be that they're um, going to hang around for three, four, five seasons and be top players, but they've come in and done the job that's been asked of them at the time. And that's that's all you can really ask. Yeah, you can't write players off because they're not playing necessarily. I mean, Burnaby has no. come in. He hasn't been a regular starter for, for Celtic, but that's down to the, the form of Greg Taylor, who is arguably the most improved player in the squad. He's up there with the likes of Tony Ralston in terms of the transformation that we've experienced since Andrew's come in. So I'm not ready to write these guys off. I know that there was talk of Abel Gar's contract getting ripped up in January. If that happens, then, you know, it's just one of the things. But it's not due to poor performances on the park, per se. I mean, um, like uh, Adeguchi. Has he had a bad performance or has he just not played? And he's trying to get into an area of the park which really, in terms of competition, there's such fierce competition for places to the point, Kevin, where Matt O'Reilly might not even be a certain starter on Monday. Now, Daniel Peoples, a draw ain't the worst result on Monday. Um, Well, we'll talk about that after the game, I guess, because obviously we want to stay positive about getting that win on the second uh, on Monday. No, I, don't, I, don't even want to, I don't even want to contemplate a draw on no, Monday. No, He's right, CJ. Daniel Wright. It's, it's not the worst result because he stayed nine points clear, but... Let's go 12. I, I'm, why not? <laughs> why not? We're, we're, playing, we're playing a good enough brand of football that we can go to Ibrox with no fear and that we can genuinely think we can win the three points. And if we do, 12 points clear, he's won the league. Well, that's it. It could be one of those games that you look back on, Kevin. You, you look at the game, in, game in the season. Yeah, that game in February, you look back on that where obviously the full stadium was packed out with Celtic fans. We absolutely destroyed them in the first half. It was three going on five. And in the second half, I don't think Celtic took their foot off the gas. It's just, you know, the goals were, they all came in the first half. Yakamakis could have had a hat trick. Um, yeah, we absolutely destroyed them in that particular game. Uh, leading up to the game on Monday, we're getting told about uh, domination returning to Ibrox, and I'm thinking, wow, are we going to, are we going to take a um, a time machine back to the 1990s? Because that was the last time there was any domination at Ibrox. Um, CJ Santa finally brought me an informed Kyogo, Maeda, and Moy. That's what happens when you've been a good boy all year. Well, I'll take your word for it. CJ. It has been a tremendous night tonight. Um, Real positivity coming through in the comments section. If you are watching on the YouTube channel, then please subscribe to the channel. All the links underneath um, are there for you to 
download the single that were uh, we've released for charity. You can donate to St Mary's directly um, as well. And you can buy tickets to see Danny McGrain live at Gracie's in March, where he will be joined on stage by yours truly. And let me just tell you, Kevin, it's a live event like no other. Uh, plenty of fan participation, VIP tickets. You can meet the, the, the legend um, that is Daniel Fergus McGrain. Um, and I'm looking forward to all that stuff in 2023. If I don't um, hear from any of you or see you before then, have a great new year. Kevin McCluskey over in Hungary. Hopefully you and your family have a blessed new year also. Um, and I'm going to play us out. I'm going to play us out with that single. Just in case there's anybody out there who hasn't heard it yet, I think it would be rude for us not to play this single. This is a, the, the Glory in the Dream. And it was uh, recorded or re-recorded rather by The Wakes. And it features the backing vocals of none other than Carly Connor. Please enjoy it. And if you haven't done so already, download the song for charity. the St Vincent de Paul Society to support those in the missions of St Mary's, Sacred Heart and St Michael's. Many cases of sheer poverty are left unaided through lack of means. A football club will be formed for the maintenance of the dinner tables of our needy children.
and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad, because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data q3 2022 and cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.